Hi, my name is Kylie Simpson, and I'm an 8th grader at North Lawn Junior High in Illinois. And my purpose, my reason for this podcast is to tell you about simple machines and examples of each, and connecting them to real world. So basically, to start off with, a simple machine is basically just a, a tool that decreases the amount of work that you would put in to doing a task, such as lifting something or moving something. So to start off with, I'm going to tell you all of all six simple machines. Start off with a pulley. A pulley uses grooved wheels and rope slash chains to raise, lower, or move a load, a load being a heavy object or just any object. A lever is a bar that rests on a support and can be used to lift or move loads. Next we have wedge. A wedge is an object with a slanted edge which is sharp and it can be used to cut materials apart. Wheel and axle. A wheel, when combined with a rod through its center, can be used to lift or move loads. Usually it would be like on a cart or a wagon or something that you can pull something on. Screw. Screws are inclined planes that are wrapped around a pole which hold things together. And an incline plane is any slanted surface that is used to con- connect a lower surface to a higher one. You would probably just think of that as a ramp or something. And here are some examples of all of them. A pulley is basically like the blinds in your house or your room when you pull on the string. And the blinds go up or down and you can see through it or a flagpole when you take it down or put one up a lever probably the easiest one that you're rec- that you can recognize is a seesaw if the other side is heavier or if both sides are e- equal then it'll be easier to use since there's both equal forces on each side. It'll go up and down or down and up. A wedge, you would probably just think of a knife or an axe. Something sharp, easier to use to cut something in half or just cut something. A wheel and axle, probably be more, you'd recognize a bicycle as a wheel and axle. A bicycle is actually a complex machine, but I'll get into that later. But the wheel part basically is what controls, or not, it doesn't control the bike, but it helps it move. If, if, if the bike didn't have wheels, it wouldn't be able to move, obviously. An inclined plane, obviously a slide or a ramp used to, instead of 
going upstairs or something. Use it's flat and it's slanted so you can get somewhere easier. And a slide, you can either go usually you go down a slide. And a screw. I'm sure you're familiar with those. Probably seen them around the house or in the garage or something. But some examples of those are a bottle cap or a drill bit. A bottle cap, you screw on to something. Obviously, you screw on to the bottle and it stops the liquid from falling out. A drill bit, obviously used like in a garage or something for to put something together to hold something. And getting back to complex machines, they're not that complex, but basically complex machines are more than one more than one simple machine put together to make another thing. An example of those is scissors. Scissors are the handle with the handle being a lever going up and down controlled by your hands and the blades of the scissors are wedges since they're sharp and they're used to cut things so as you move the lever the wedges go up and down and they can cut something cut paper a lot easier and like I said a bicycle is also a simple machine Um, and if you think of something as easy you might think of it as efficient or you can do something faster it might be efficient or you can do something efficiently the definition of efficiency is the ratio of output work to input work and to put those into better words it's a measure of how much work put into a machine is changed into useful output work. Input and output work are measured in joules. And efficiency is expressed as a percentage by multiplying the ratio by 100%. And the equation for that is the amount you put in in joules Oh, sorry. No. The amount that comes out, the output work in joules, is divided by the input work that you put in, and then that's multiplied by 100%. So, for example, I'm going to give you an example. A window washer considers two systems that require 100 joules of input work. The first one does 90 joules of output work on his platform. The other pulley system does 95 joules of output work. The efficiency of the first pulley system is 90 joules divided by 100 joules times 100% equals 90%. The efficiency of the second one is 95 joules divided by 100 joules times 100% and that equals 75%. The window washer decides to buy the second pulley system. 
So basically, he buys the second one because it has a bigger amount of efficiency. Therefore, it's easier than the other one. It's 5% easier than the other one. And now I'm going to connect Newton's laws to simple machines by using the example of a hammer pulling on pulling a nail out of a wall or wood or something. So Newton's third law says that if one object applies a force on a second object, the second object applies an equal and opposite force on the first object. When you use a hammer as a lever to pull out a nail, you apply a force on the hammer. The hammer applies an equal force in the opposite direction on your hand. According to Newton's first law, the motion of an object changes when the forces that act on the object are unbalanced. When you pull on the hammer handle, the claws of the hammer apply a force on the nail. However, unless you pull hard enough, the nail does not move. So, if a nail is stuck in a wall, and you pull, and you have barely any force on the hammer pulling it out, it won't move because there isn't enough force. You have to put, you have to override how much force the nail is putting on the hammer if you want to move the nail. And in Newton's second law of motion, the change in motion of an object is in the same direction as the total or net force on the object. Net force is total force. The nail moves upward because the net force on the nail is upward. So if you're pulling, so if a nail, its direction of force is down into a floor or a board or something, and you're pulling up harder, then the nail is stuck. It will come up. So that is my first part of the podcast. And my second part will be an interview, so I'll see you there. Welcome to the second part of the podcast. I'm going. To, I'm here with my dad for the interview, and he's going to tell you some things and simple machines that he used in his in in his work, his job, and his everyday life. Hi, I'm Josh Simpson, Kylie's dad. I work at Vactor. I'm a welder at Vactor. I work a lot with some simple machines. Um, I use a gantry crane every day, a five-ton gantry crane. There's lots of pulleys on that. Um, I work with clamps, uh, C-clamps, that have screws on them for tightening things down. I use a lever every day for as a, a pry bar is what we call it at work for leveling things out and pushing and pulling things um, when we're done loading out a 
done with a tank. We load it out onto a cart that has wheels and axles on it. So we use almost everything that is a simple machine. Thank you for that input. And could you tell us anything you use when you come home? Well, the garage door has pulleys on it. Um, my truck has the wheels and axles on it. Well, I think that's all we need. Thank you. No problem. And that is the end of the interview. And the only thing left now is the conclusion. This is the end of the podcast. After listening, hopefully you learned the idea of what simple machines are and what complex machines are and what some simple machines and examples of them are. Hopefully you learned something. And hopefully you enjoyed the interview. This wraps everything up. So thank you for listening.